Welcome to the Modern Savage Podcast. This is episode one. My guest today is one of my favorite people on the planet. He is an entrepreneur, cyclist, skier, hunter, motorsports enthusiast, and just all around awesome dude. Please welcome my friend Ross. So, snowing outside, cold, Wisconsin, February. Yeah, when are we going to get you skiing? I don't know, man. You know, it's, um, I haven't skied in years. So you have skied, though? Yeah, but I mean, we're talking like probably the better part of like 15 years I haven't skied. Okay. So, and when I did, it was it was complete amateur hour. I mean, I was a kid from the Midwest. I had family out in Colorado. We went up and got on the slopes a little bit, and it was oh, that's fine. Right. Didn't you do some backcountry or something like that? I've done telemarking before. Okay. Um, which is cool. I like that a lot. You know, you put skins on yeah, and you yeah, go yeah. up and you do that. And we've gone to a couple of, of places out there, which was great. And then you get up there, and you peel the skins off and you ski on down. My uncle was huge into that and he was, he was terrific at it. Um, I haven't that, the last time I did that, actually, you're right. That, that was a little bit more recent, but even that was probably like five, six years ago. Okay. So no, it's like anything else. It's just a matter of, you know, training so that you're not like destroying yourself when you're coming down. But I mean, it's something I'd love to do. It's just yeah. a matter of having the time and, you know, finding, you know, just making it a priority. Yeah. Well, so, if it's something you want to try, by all means, go for it. You know, if it doesn't interest you, then No, no. Cool I mean, it's, it's like I said. I mean, like, the problem is too many things interest me. <laughs> so it's just like trying to rob Peter to pay Paul. And it's just like there's only 24 hours in the day and yeah. got so many other things going on. But, no, I mean, the fact that you guys get out there and do it as often as you do, I think is, I mean, and as a family, too, I think is also a cool thing. Yeah. It's fun. It's something all of us enjoy i think you know yeah. my wife not as much maybe sure um, especially like tomorrow she's not going she's like uh-uh, it's too damn cold really <laughs> she's like two degrees is a high she's like that ain't happening yeah sir. i mean for sure you got to be an enthusiast <laughs> to get out i mean at that point but i mean there's stuff that we both do in you know, you know in crazy weather and for sure it's just a matter of like how enthusiastic you are about it like anything else yeah right so but that is cool do you ever like so i know that we have like there's some there's some decent i guess downhill around here but like in the Midwest, elsewhere, I mean, I mean the places. I, I've actually never skied up in the UP, right? But everybody says that's probably the best place around here to go. Um, you know, some people like Granite Peak up in Wausau. Mm. It's all right. It, um, I think they actually say they're the largest ski area in the state. Um, which, what does that mean? Like when you say the largest, does that mean like the right. biggest, like geographic the footprint or the, the highest or the, hills? I don't remember exactly how they state it. Maybe it's like the most runs in the Midwest or something sure. like that. So I don't know how they they tout it. Um, but around here, I mean, there's nothing. Honestly, it's pretty, it's pretty weak around Milwaukee area. Sure, there's just not much. But you go a little bit closer to Madison, <clears throat> and uh, a little bit bigger ski hills there. Again, uh-huh. not not great, but at least a little bit more time to get down the hill so uh, one place we like to go is cascade Um, Uh it's over by portage Um, maybe even take a weekend get a hotel room we've done that just Mm -hmm. stay overnight and that kind of thing Um, but the midwest i mean once you go out west or even even out east you know northeast or something like that i mean you come back here and it's just i mean like my son said the first time i took him out west and he came back here he said dad this sucks (laughs) i said yeah you're right (laughs) well i mean there's nothing you're going to do about it right it's just the topography you can't possibly compare with it but I mean, you can definitely learn and you can get good here. Yeah. And then enjoy those times you do get to go somewhere else. I think that yeah. You know, one of the things that I would really get into what I, what I've wanted to try is uh, is biathlon. Yeah. I just think that that looks so cool. It'd be fun. I just you know what I'm surprised is I mean like I I know that there are certain clubs in like it, other cities. Are, but is I've there some never, around here or no? I would think that there would be, but it's just yeah, nothing that I've ever. It. 
you know, you see people out, there's definitely cross country, you know, trails and places like that. But I, I don't think I've ever seen it where, like, or heard of this is a biathlon club. Yeah, there's tons of, of trails around here to go cross country skiing. I just, I don't know about the actual shooting part. The shooting of it. part of it. Yeah. You would think that that would be a big thing here, but I don't know. So I don't even know, know what they shoot. Into. I'm assuming 22s. Yeah, they just shoot 22s. Yeah. So, but that, I mean, that's always impressed me is like, wow, you got to be in some kind of crazy shape. Oh, to and then calm yourself down and yeah. slow your breathing down to You're shoot like that trying accurate. to shoot like, like a quarter at, you know, yeah. whatever that distance is. Is yeah. it like probably at least a hundred yards? I don't know what they shoot. Yeah. So I've always thought that that was super impressive. It'd be fun. I would think so. I, I mean, we were in, um, we were in Banff last year and I think that it was like the 88 Olympics that they had okay. in Calgary. And we went and we actually went to where they had had the biathlon event. Mm-hmm. And it's it's still there from, yeah. you know, 88. Really cool, like, facility. And they have a whole thing there where, like, apparently up there, like, that's a thing. They There's people that go and wow, when cool. the snow flies, like, that's what they do. It was pretty slick. Yeah. So, but uh, that's something I would be interested in trying. That'd be fun. I haven't done a whole lot of cross-country skiing in my day. No? I've tried it, but uh haven't done much of it. You know, I... I like I said, we were talking before, I've done Telemark. Yeah. Um, and that is, I suppose, in some fashion, you know, kind of like cross-country skiing. But I haven't done hardly any either. Yeah. I you mean, know. it's a hell of a good workout, that's for sure. Right? Your cardio is crazy. Yeah. So I think that that would be kind of cool. It would be interesting to sort of get more involved in like kind of like outdoor winter sports mm-hmm. around here. I mean, as you know, seeing that, you know, four months out of the year. Yeah. You know, the snow's usually flying around here. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I do the, the downhill skiing and then the uh, the fat tire bike, right. which is fun, too. Um, you snowmobile at all? I never have. Never? Never. I would love to try that it. shocks me. And I would Given love to. Given as much as you're into, like, bikes Mo- and motorcycles everything? Motorcycles and bikes and everything. Yeah. yeah. I would love to. I, for whatever reason, I never have. I don't, I've never known anybody that has one. Really? Well, I mean, I have some cousins up in Minnesota, but I've just never gone sure. up there to see them and go do it. But I have a buddy, and it's, like, his thing. I mean, yeah. every weekend, he's up north. Yeah. Doing and he's got a couple sleds. I'm sure it's super fun. And they, there's a crazy fast. It's like it's um you know it's like guys that get together on the weekends and you know take the bikes out and go for like a road trip. Yeah. And these guys all rally up and they've got these specialized um, trailers. Mm-hmm. Load up the sleds, pull it up to wherever, and whether they stay at like somebody's cabin or or whatever, yeah. and there's just miles and miles of trails. Yeah. And they just go all day long and he sent me pictures it looks I'm sure super it's beautiful cool. and some of those things i mean like those that you're 80 miles an hour on some yeah, of those you're things on those crazy those things are fast so we had them when i was younger mm. um like my father had a, a couple of older sleds and we did it you know for a few seasons um but you know after that it kind of petered out it was nothing that i ever you know really pursued but you know, that's that's something that I know is really, really big. Yeah. I mean, it'd be ideal if you know someone that has them. Otherwise, I'm sure you could probably rent them, too. I, you know what? I don't know. I've never looked into it. It's never like, hey, I'm really right. looking to put it. But people, I mean, it's a thing like everything else. And people have these, you know, there's rallies for it and yeah. stuff like that, which ain't cool for that, I guess. Yeah, for sure. So you're going ice fishing? No. That's actually a good time. Is it? That's actually a good time. Depending on how you do it. And, like, obviously you have to like fishing. and you have, But, like... It's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, they have these crazy pop-up shelters, and some of them are not pop-up. Like, So when we were out in North Dakota four years ago, I think it was, so we're out there hunting, and uh, we're at we're this, you know, found this campground, and we just got a tent. 
you know, mm-hmm. tent, a little cook stove, and that was it. And there were these guys there that had this thing called an ice house, which is basically like, it's like a house on wheels where you can, like, the, the axles are built where you can crank the wheels up. And what they do is they drag these things out onto these lakes up north. <laughs> and it's literally like you have an apartment on the ice. Like, you can take sections of the floor yeah. out and drill down in the ice. But you've got, like, a flat screen TV in this thing <laughs> and a bathroom and a oven and a bed i mean we walked in there like we made ended up becoming friends with these guys that had this thing like yeah come on in let's you know let's have a beer it must have been they had the air conditioning cranked up so high in this thing we're sweating we're dying summertime because yeah yeah okay it's like it was like late august or early september out in western north dakota and i mean you're just pouring sweat and you walked in there and i was freezing i mean it was literally (laughs) like an ice box in this thing it was the craziest thing and it's apparently if you know up north where ice fishing is huge, that's a that's a big thing that these people have. I suppose. And I mean, it's it was nicer than apartments that I've had. Right. Like, hands down. Well, I think you obviously use it for other things, too. Right. Use it, use it in the summer for hunting and or fall and hunting or whatever. It was crazy. That's dope. I was like, wow. And I mean, you could tell, like, the stuff was top end, so like, definitely not cheap. That would be fun to get some form of a trailer or something like that and build it out however you want it. Oh, so you yeah. So you can use it for whatever you you need for hunting, camping. Well, there's a lot whatever. of guys out there, you know, because that stuff's not cheap. No. But there's a lot of guys out there that are taking these old, you know, whatever, like a gooseneck trailer mm-hmm. for that used to be for who knows what, and doing exactly that. Yeah. You know, a little bit of elbow grease and some can-do, and basically building it up to, you know, they, they put, you know, fold-up bunks in them. Yeah. And a little heater. Yep. And whatever else. But it's like the same thing that you see people doing with, like, you know, sprinter vans, like, the, like those right. DIY, like, mm-hmm. van conversions. Yeah. Some of that stuff is super impressive. Yeah, super nice. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a bunch of people do that for, like, cycling. You know, yeah. When I would go to races and stuff, they'd either have a trailer or a sprinter all built out like that. It was sweet. They, they have these things called toy haulers. Have you heard of this? No. I mean, maybe I've seen it, but I've never heard the so term So basically toy what hauler. it is is it's um, they'll, they'll take a trailer of whatever length, and let's say that they have, like, a quad. Okay. They'll build it so that you can drive the quad into the back of the trailer mm-hmm. and secure it. But then let's say that that's the back third of the trailer. Sure. But the front two thirds of the trailer are like living space. Nice. So it's, it's so you hook it up to the back of the truck, drive it out to wherever, set up, lower the ramp, and you've got a place to to sleep and to eat and whatever. And mm-hmm. you've also got you know your quad that you can go. That'd be sweet. Run That'd be fun. With. I've seen some guys do some really really slick stuff with that. So I was I've been impressed with that. Um, People take old school buses. Yeah, I've you seen know, some of those that's, too. Hey, man, you know what? I love the ingenuity. I yeah, love absolutely. the idea when people are like, I'm going to get a couple of two-by-fours and figure this out. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, no, it is. And just, I mean, you're also in that mode of I can't really mess this up, which is kind of a nice feeling too. Like, yeah, whatever. Right. I'll figure it out. Like, I bought this Econoline for $700. Yeah. Right. Like, engine's good. Everything else yeah. is terrible. Like, let's figure it out. Well, I did that back when I was racing pretty heavy. I bought an old uh, Econoline van. Did you? And I ripped out the I ripped out the back seat and the captain's chairs. Uh-huh. And then I moved the bench seat up to where the captain's chairs was. And then I built a platform in the back. Right. With, like, drill, drilled, uh, like, four uh, fork mounts. Yeah. Alternating. So I could have four bikes in the back of the Right. The van and then a hitch rack on the back with four more bikes so right. i would have i could have eight bikes and uh five people uh-huh. in the in the van if we wanted to sure and we took that thing all over the country man it was great i mean like it was like you know i bought the van for like two grand or whatever and sure just like a 94 kind of line it was great it was fun <laughs> we called it the bav the badass van <laughs> the bav it was fun that i mean i love that kind of stuff 
you know, the flip side of that coin is some of these con- these uh, companies that are doing like this really, really top end custom, yeah. which is super nice. But the price tags on some of those things it's are ridiculous, crazy. Yeah, you know, they'll take. They're like, oh, you know, these these apocalypse trucks or whatever it is that they're talking mm-hmm. about. Like, my God, man. Like, I don't, like, who is buying that stuff? I mean, really? Someone's got more coin than us. I guess. But, like, do, do people that have that much money, are those the kind of people that are, like, really heading out there into, like, you know, the places where you would take a truck like that? Yeah. I don't know. I guess. I mean, who? There's got to be a market for it, right? Because those yeah. companies are in business. Right. But, but, I mean, how much? how many of those do you think you have to sell to make a good profit? Because I'm... I'm guessing, I mean, I'm sure they're expensive to make, but I'm guessing they're making a huge profit on just their ability to. I would have no idea. But, I mean, you have to think, you have, first of all, you must have a certain skill set to be able to build that kind of a thing. Yeah. You know, um, and it's not like they're just building one model. Like they bring it, they're like, okay, we can, we're going to customize this to your order. Right. If you're going to do something like that, you must have some technical know how. Yeah. And if you do, those people are probably, you know, asking to be paid for their time and their skill set. service, yeah, for sure. I would think that they have to, I don't know, but, I mean, obviously they're making it work, and it seems like there's more of those companies all the time. Yeah, So awesome. I think that that kind of stuff is impressive, but I, for me, I really enjoy, like, the the DIY things, which is surprising to me that, like, that, I don't remember seeing that a whole lot, like, when, you know, like, even 10 or 15 years ago, do you? No, as far as just DIY stuff in general with, like... I guess, like but in particular, or... like, like vans and trailers and things like that. I just don't remember seeing that a whole I lot. I don't remember seeing that much. I mean, I, you know, 10 years ago or so, I remember a friend of mine showing me, like, one of those vans. It's all jacked up, like, four-wheel drive, that kind of thing. Sure. But it wasn't, like, a huge market. Like, I don't remember right. seeing it. Where do you think that came from? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, America, <laughs> just everybody, everything too extreme. Yeah, but I mean, I mean like, yeah, I don't know where the the concept of it or or what even the use or utilization would be. Of I that. think it came from 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 climbers. I really do. Oh. I think that's like a big a big thing. Well, that I mean, came like from. I the think climbing got people, more popular. Yeah, live in other vans and, yeah. and that kind of thing for sure. But as far as like the the big jacked up like go anywhere oh, kind of van. That, yeah, I don't I don't know so much as far as all that. I think that people decided that you know that there was a market for like customized anything yeah. and let's Why just not? see if we can yeah it's like someone said no matter what your jam is it's it's out there somewhere there's a company that'll yeah. and if you have the money i mean people will for do sure. you can you got enough money you, yeah. you can get anything whatever you get into you can spend nothing on it you can spend way too much on it and that's basically the same thing with that i suppose across the board yeah across the board which is crazy. I mean, like the fact that there are people that are just, they get so involved in something and they're like, this is worth this one worth percentage yeah. of potential like improvement in my time or whatever yeah. it might be is worth this amount of money to me, which is, hey, I mean, like, cool, I guess. I mean, it drives ingenuity and innovation. So yeah. good for that. Yeah, it's cool. So I don't well, know. I'm down with it if people want to pay for it. It's, it's <laughs> fine with me, man. Go do it. You know, I'm never going to knock anybody for that. No, no. And we all got our own things, you oh, know. For sure. It's like, um, you know, it was like with the firearms industry. Yeah. You know, I mean, I would say after 2011, or excuse me, 2001 rather, you know, and guys started coming back from overseas, you just saw that market mm-hmm. just take off. Mm-hmm. And everybody started like all these new companies and yeah. higher end stuff started coming into B and I thought that was cool. I, you know, yeah. someone's like, Hey, I can build a better mousetrap. 
It's great. I think sure. that that's, I think that, I mean, I'm a huge proponent of that. So, yeah, well, one of the, one of the assault ban or the assault rifle ban and I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I'd have to research that. Because that, that obviously then had a big change in the market, too, as far as, like, say, ARs and whatnot. Because right. then all of a sudden that's a, a huge market that people got into. And like you're saying, people came back from, you know, wars and stuff and are building higher-end mm-hmm. equipment. So, Yeah, I, I mean, like, it's uh, – I don't know when all that ended. I mean, I remember there being, like, a ton of controversy about that. And, like, when we were growing up mm-hmm. and, you know, you could point to any number of different things. And it continues to be just massively controversial on <laughs> yeah, any number sure. of fronts. But uh, – yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's definitely one of those things that's you know sort of another defining American characteristic. Mm-hmm. Like if you ever talk to people from other countries, like I have family overseas. Uh, yeah, you have. They way really more do that think do. that we all walk around <laughs> in cowboy boots with with guns on our hips. I mean, they really think that. Which I still do need to get a pair of cowboy boots, but mm-hmm. um, that day will come. I found a great place. Yeah. Yeah, it's over in Greenfield. I think so, you should do it, man. I'll take you over there. It's a, it's it's legit. I want nice scope. Yeah, it out. it's uh, that place in uh, Wyoming that we were at. Casper, 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 Wyoming. That place was amazing. That that, that might have ridiculous. been the greatest boot shop ever. <laughs> what do they say? Like ten thousand pairs of yeah. boots. And I I don't doubt I it. Don't doubt it for a second. <laughs> what was that like three stories? Yeah. They had a basement. They had a yep. first level and they had a second level. Yep. Boots. Place was great. Yeah, I love that place. Actually, it was super cool. That was a cool. That was a cool. Uh, that was a cool town. Yeah. So, well, what an interesting state that is. V- very different than what yeah. we're used to, for oh, sure. Oh yeah. I still say it was like driving across the bottom of the ocean if there was no water. I agree. That's what it looked like. Yeah. With antelope everywhere. Everywhere. Except where we were. Except in my crosshairs. <laughs> for, for, for days on end, right? That uh, we're going back out there. That's gonna happen one of these yeah, days. That's y- like unit ninety, baby. That's a bucket list thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just talking. I was just talking with Andrew. Oh, were you? Our buddy that lives out there. And he's he's always asking me. He's like, "When are you guys coming back out here?" And yeah. I, said, I was like, "Man, I was like, you live on the other side of the country. Like, we get there as quick as we can." <laughs> but uh, no, what a wild place that was. Yeah, so interesting. And the difference from one side of the state to the other, as far as the topography and oh, everything, man. too, is just unbelievable. Do you remember stopping at that uh, that giant rock formation? Yeah, where all the different trails. Uh huh. So that, like, I mean, I didn't even realize. So, have you ever been to St. Louis? No driven through that's it okay so uh my sister-in-law my brother-in-law they live there right now and so we've been a few times and so st louis was actually used to be known and is known i guess still as the gateway to the west correct so everybody used to rally up at st louis and then take off from there to points west but i didn't realize that there are like so everyone heard about like the oregon trail because there was that game when we were kids sure but there were all these other trails too that and like I don't know how many of them there were, but they led all these different ways. Because mm-hmm. you got to think, like, back in the day, yeah. which way are we going? Towards That's the sunset. That way. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. What's out there? I don't know. Like, Indians. Right. And it's just like, how crazy that must have been to just sort of set off in a, in a wagon train. Can you imagine that? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And that wasn't, in the grand scheme of things, that long ago. No. And think about how far we've come. Like less than 200 oh, years. Yeah. Like I'm going to, I have, I, my wheels are made of wood, right? Yeah. And I'm going to just start right like across. That's the one thing that always fascinates and no me. Roads. Yeah. No roads. No roads. No, I mean. That's the thing that fascinates me is like, I don't have the knowledge right now to build a wagon. No. 
like could i do it if i worked at it sure but like to just sit down and build a wagon now no so like something someone was doing 200 years ago you can't do it i still can't do it well that that kind of thought is process that process is so like unbelievable oh we've lost a ton have you ever like so sometimes you'll go around the city here and you look at some of like the old like the old school neighborhoods and the architecture Mm -hmm. right so i have a buddy that lives down on uh like right off the lake okay and his house i forget how old it is but it's it's older and you know he's very successful and it's it's a very nice house but you walk in if it's just like the the banister of his stair like someone made this yeah. by hand yeah and it's perfect craftsmanship back then it was amazing and the curves and the the like just the intricacy of the detail like there's like oak leaves ca- carved into it and mm-hmm. someone did that by hand i mean mm-hmm. That is... There's so few people that could do that today. I can't think of one that I know. The one. I know one guy in Germany who's like a master woodcarver. He actually did that right there. Oh, yeah? That's sweet. And that's nothing. I mean, he literally did that in 10 minutes. (laughs) He's... To watch that guy work... Have you ever been into like a... a, For like a cathedral? Mm -hmm. And some of the statues that they have? I used to think that they were all made of stone, but a lot of them aren't. They're made of wood. Okay. He is the guy that, car- like, not the guy, but one of, one of the, the guys, guys sure. who carves that stuff. Interesting. And I've watched him take a block of wood and literally turn it into, like, I don't know, an angel or or an animal or mm-hmm. whatever you could possibly imagine. And he does it, like, it is the most amazing thing to watch this man's hands work yeah. and he's sitting there at his workbench and he has all his woodworking tools just do it all by hand all by hand all oh by my hand gosh. and he's just he's got knives and whatever i mean i don't even know what the hell they call half these sure. things and he just takes this piece of wood and he knows the wood like and he knows different kinds of wood like he know he has he has this fund of knowledge and this mm-hmm. skill set that to me is almost incomprehensible yeah and his workshop i mean he's literally he's in the bavarian mountains it's as perfect as you would want it to be and he will just walk through the forest and pick up a piece of wood and take it back to his shop and turn it into something that costs tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And this is a family member of yours or someone you know over there? No, this is just someone. So we were, we were over there visiting family and we just decided that we were going to go, you know, see this part of the country that we hadn't seen. And it's kind of down there by the Swiss Austrian border. Okay. Right. So you have obviously Switzerland, everybody knows the Alps. And but the Alps sort of extend into the southern mm-hmm. portion of Germany and Bavaria in specifically. And we were just driving around and we came across this, you know, as you do when you're over in Europe, like this amazing cathedral, which is just, oh, here we come into this valley and here's this cathedral. And we happened to be coming through this little town and there was a sign for a master woodcarver. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was with my folks at the time my, my father and I are into this we stopped and you know knock on the door and here's this guy I mean he literally looks like a Bavarian hillbilly because that's what he is yeah but the most gracious welcoming yeah. guy and invites us to his wood shop and opens the door and you just you can't believe that when I when I first saw what was in the shop I was like there's no way that he makes this stuff yeah. and then to watch him actually do it live in front of you, mm-hmm. it was one of the coolest things ever. Yeah. What did he make in front of you? Do you remember or no? So he made, um, like, you know what a crash is? No. A crash is the like the nativity scene that you would okay. have in front of a, yeah. a Christmas tree. Sure. 
and he made crush figures huh. for us. And I'll show them to you sometimes. But, I mean, they're, I don't know, six, eight inches tall. Mm-hmm. But, like, the level of detail in the faces, mm-hmm. it's, it is it is perfection. I mean, it really is. Wow. I don't know another way to describe it. I mean, everything is perfectly symmetrical. Everything is proportional. That's awesome. It's just, <clears throat> I mean, he'll carve, like, a little tiny lamb. And he's actually, the texture of the wool on yeah. the lamb is just like, <clears throat> like, if you took a live lamb and miniaturized it, this is what it would look like. Interesting. Just years and years of practice. And well, I mean, like, it's his, been his family's trade, he yeah. said, for ever. Like, his father and his grandfather mm-hmm. and his great-grandfather. And, I mean, it's all the way back to the beginning. And it's wow. just passed down father to son and father to son and father to son. Wow. Yeah. I don't know that we have an equivalent of that in this country. I'm sure... I'm sure some families have some skill or trait that's like that, but mm-hmm. it's it's not common. I don't know anybody like that. Yeah, because I don't know anybody specific either. I mean, I think it's kind of unique even when, like, you have that just going in a, from a single father to a son. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very unusual that you would find, I do the same thing as pro, as a profession that my father does. I don't. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's probably few and far between these days. Right. I don't know many people that <laughs> do what they're father or parents or whatever did right so i just I, it's kind of interesting it's just yeah. like a huge cultural difference i suppose you grow up with it. it's all you know you know you're trained to do it potentially I, I i'm just saying like in certain situations you know for that guy over yeah in, over in germany and i just maybe think that what people put sort of like importance on yeah you know one of the things i that you know i find interesting now is the fact that we have such uh, a void in the trades here. Mm, yeah. You know, there's this huge emphasis on go to college, go to college. Yeah. Like, okay, why? I mean, like, that's like, <clears throat> why did you go to college? I went to college because that's what was expected of me. That's exactly why I went to college. Right. That's what I was supposed to do. Right. <laughs> Which, I mean, I think for both you and I, it probably was the right move. Yeah, but it, who knows? It doesn't mean it. It's definitely not the right move for everybody. Definitely I think a not lot the right of people go because they're supposed to and <laughs> get nothing out of it and right. end up getting a degree that they can't use and or do anything with and right. all this massive amount of debt. Yeah. And also, like, but I think it, it carries with it, like, inappropriately so, like a false level of prestige. Yeah, for sure. Because you're like, oh, you didn't go to college and people look down on that. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, I know plenty of guys who make more money doing a trade right than other people i know who went to college and right. went to like a good college and have way more skills for sure i <laughs> mean and they're much more in demand mm-hmm. so it's one of those things where i just i think we i think we might have overplayed that hand where yeah. like oh college is the end all be all i uh, i don't know depends on what you want to do like it's necessary in certain instances mm-hmm. but not in all right i don't know i mean even in there's some there's some basic knowledge that you get from going to college for certain careers, but even once I mean the most what you learn I think to do your job or your career you learn afterwards for after sure. after school. Yeah, well I think probably the most valuable skill is learning how to learn, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily know that you need some sort of a formal education to do that I think that you have to have an educator in some fashion Mm -hmm. but whether that needs to be like in a classroom yeah maybe it does but maybe it doesn't yeah you know I think and also once you do have the fundamentals down 
then I think it becomes more about effort. Absolutely. You know, I think that's been the one thing that I, any I've had conversations with a lot of people like, oh, I, I, I can't do this. I've never been to college. I'm like, what does that matter? You, right. you can, you can read, like you understand, you know, basic science, like get a book, start reading. Right. Eventually, if you do it long enough, you're going to get it. Yeah. So. Yeah, in this day and age, I think so much of learning, at least at the, the college or professional school level, is not even done in a classroom. Right. I mean, a lot of people don't go to class anymore. They just either do some kind of, uh, like, you know, web service or note-taking service or, you know, learn online or whatever they do. And basically all you're doing is paying all that money for the piece of paper at the end. Right. Which, I mean, I guess for certain careers and pursuits is a prerequisite. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I you wonder if there might not be a way to just say, okay, what are you really trying to prove? Like, what do you need? You need, right. like, you need to prove a certain level of proficiency and yeah. choose whatever your field is. But wouldn't you just be able to pass a test that shows you have that proficiency right. as opposed to a piece of paper that yeah. says, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I feel like... Tech schools could and should, in my opinion, make more of a surge in the next however many years just because let's teach people skills that are actually useful and that can be valuable as opposed to making them making kids go to four year schools paying, you know, tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars to get out and say, Oh, I got that degree but I don't can't really use it for anything. Right. But you also have to have the the kids or young adults that want to go right to the tech schools or go into trades or something like that. Yeah, I think um, it'll be interesting to see where, where things go. I mean, I definitely feel like, you know, I have, you know, family that's in that age right now, and there just does not seem to be the same uh, impetus mm. to go uh, to go that route as there was. I mean, for me, it was like never a question. It's like, of course, you're going to go because that's what you do. Oh, so you're saying there's not an impetus for them to go to, to college. Correct. Gotcha. Like, there just doesn't, like... For me, it was never a question. It was going to be like, you're going to go to high school, you're going to go mm-hmm. to college, and you know, right. we'll see where it goes from there. But for them, it's like, I'm going to do high school, and then I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and I, whether that's the right way or, or not, again, I think it's a, kind of on an individual basis. Yeah. Well, I mean, at, at 18, should you really be making the choice of what you're going to do for the rest of your life? No. no I agree. No. Heck no. Like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. If it was up to me, if I could go back and do that, I would have gone, I would, I would have made myself take two years off and either work or do some sort right. of service I, or whatever that I completely agree hundred percent, you know, that would have been much, much more valuable to me because then you understand you have to get, you have to get a taste of the real world. And then yes. this is the motivation to go and study because right. if you just go straight high school to college, your ability to like understand what, you know, quote unquote yeah. reality is. No, I mean, my goal in college wasn't necessarily to learn. It was just to do well on the tests and get good grades. Yeah, I don't even think I had that goal. But Assuredly <laughs> <laughs> like, not. You know, like that, I, I, my, my goals were elsewhere, right? I had far some less, other goals. Far but, less you academic, know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, um, but, you know, but the funny thing is, is then, like, for me, it was after I got out of college and had to start working that, that that was my real education. Yeah. You know, and well, I grew up in, you know, pretty nice spot. And as, as a, you know, as a child, as a, as a young adult, like you only, your reality is what you're surrounded by. For, yeah. 
Yeah, that's correct. And you don't know any better, mm-hmm. right? You know, you know your parents, you know your parents' yeah. friends. You have a limited perspective. You know your friends, you know their parents, but like you basically you're you're like, oh, this is this is the way that the world is. Oh no. That is for sure not the way the world is. And so until you really get out on your own and see something that is, you know, unfamiliar to you, do you be able to develop that perspective? Yeah. And that was for me, that was monumentally important. Yeah. That changed this script completely for me. And that was that was the motivation, like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then you're like that that sort of light bulb goes off in your head, you're like, if I want you know, whatever these things are in life, or I want to be able to experience these things or do these things or have this kind of a life, then I need to be the one that goes out and like makes that happen. Yeah. Right. Not to say that there aren't people out there who just, you know, happen to fall into just an unbelievably good hand of luck and you're just born with access to everything, but generally not. Yeah. No, I agree. I think, I mean, I couldn't wait to get out of my town. Yeah. Like as, as cool I didn't realize how cool and how awesome the city was that I right. grew up in uh-huh. until I left it. Right. Because I couldn't wait to get out of there. You know, <laughs> couldn't wait to get away. Get away from my parents. Wow. Sure. So I go away to school. You know, it's a couple hours away. It's not super far by any means. But it was like I felt away. Yeah. And I felt that was a huge experience for me, just kind of growing up, yeah. being on my own, making mm-hmm. my own decisions mm-hmm. all the time, figuring out how to spend my own money. Right. <laughs> Rightly and wrongly, obviously. Right. As right. we've all done. Um, <clears throat> making some bad decisions, making some good decisions. Yeah. But it was that, that for me was, was great getting away, struggling in that sense and just trying to, to work through those issues. And that's how I, I grew up, you know, drastically in those four years, well, five years, I took five years to get through college, I guess. There's, there's reasons for that. Not right. all of them, uh, are, are good, but basically <laughs> I was trying to stay on my parents' health insurance as long as I could. So I was right. taking like bowling and Tai Chi and snowboarding and stuff like that just to, just oh to stay God. in the same city as my, my girlfriend at that time now, now wife. So I think, um, you know, Oh God, if I think back to some of the classes that I took in college, it's embarrassing. We had this thing called broom ball, which is like <laughs> you would run around on a hockey rink, right. in like these kind of like special kind of gym shoes with basically like a, uh, like a look like a giant spatula yeah like smacking this half inflated rubber ball around like into hockey nets it was i'm like this is a collegiate course could you hit people could you like check no i mean like oh, there's like shoulder that? charging well i mean whatever but like i'm like i have i have a college credit for that <laughs> like are you kidding me man like that is yeah. absurd that is absurd um but at the same time i think what you're saying as far as the people are are quick to sort of like dismiss how important the social aspect yes. of college is. And that's hugely important. Yeah. You know, having those experiences, being out on your own, being around a bunch of other people, your age, like figuring those things out, making some poor decisions, you know, hopefully nothing that, you know, is, you know, permanent. Right. But yeah, I mean like that's a big thing. You have to, you sort of have to have that growth. And I think that one of the things that, I mean, I look at now is, you know, what, what are, what's it going to be for all these kids that are in college now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, what a bizarre yeah, experience well, yeah. this has got to be. So yeah, to not have the, the social aspect and, and I'm sure, well, I'm not sure of that, but maybe the learning aspect isn't as good either. So it's Probably just like, not. It's just, I would think it wouldn't be, but who knows, right? I mean, well, I just, it's like, you know, for example, I mean, like you and I have had this, we've discussed this before. It's like, here we are sitting across the table from each other. 
there's no way that their conversation like through a computer screen would be nearly as good as this. It just no. I just don't think it can no. be. No, I agree. And we you know, we did some of that early on yeah. when all this started and we didn't know how serious or not serious all the, the pandemic was. We did some Zoom meetings or whatever with a group of people or whatever and there was some good conversation, but I agree with you. It's never the same as in it's person. Not, it's better than nothing, no doubt. Yeah. But it just, people are, humans are social creatures. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just part of the human, you know, experience that you want to be in the presence of other people that mm-hmm. you like. Yeah. And to not have that for months and now, you know, a year plus, I just you can't not but be affected by that mm-hmm. and i think you're starting to see that i think it's and i think it's picking up steam yeah you know i think you're kind of hitting now that critical mass and that exponential and you're starting to see people while out in ways that maybe they wouldn't have before yeah and you know i was just uh i got family that lives down in florida and every, you know, like Florida is either now, depending on where you where you come down, it's either the greatest state in the <laughs> union or the worst, because those people are off the rails, man. It's just I've like heard, I've heard it's like that it just doesn't exist. It's like it's spring golf. break every day yeah. down there. Apparently, yeah. the weather's warm and like let's you know, aim a cold one. And I don't know, I don't know if there's anything necessarily wrong with that. I mean, there's so many different opinions about COVID pandemic. Is it well? I mean, is it real? Is it not? That's a very broad term, but sure. Um, you know how serious it really is. I guess is the best way to, yeah. to phrase it. But uh, I don't know. I think it's uh, good for Florida to go for it. I don't know. Like, I mean, light them up, man. Right. I'm go uh, for it for sure. If that's your jam, like here's to you, Florida. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely I mean, and love if, it. And if people are worried, well then don't don't go to go, Florida. Don't go to Florida, or don't <laughs> go out and do that stuff. Like I don't <laughs> right? know. Like what are you gonna do? I got a friend right now, actually, a mutual friend of ours, who's uh who's down in Florida, like doing Disney World thing and, and all that Is kind Disney of stuff. Is Disney World open? Apparently. Really? I don't know. He was showing me pictures from it. Either that or he just broke in, right? Which wouldn't like surprise, which wouldn't surprise me. He's just running around with a giant set of monsters on. Like, there's no lines! <laughs> a gun to John Candy's head. Right, exactly. Right? <laughs> Sorry, folks. Park's closed. <laughs> right? I wouldn't put it past me on this guy, but, you know, hey, whatever. How hilarious would that be? No, I, you know, it's one of those things where um man i don't know like i don't know where you're at with the whole thing but i honestly i am struggling to even care which is not to say that i don't care about like people's well-being i do care about that like deeply but every time you turn around it's like oh god this variant here and this one over here i'm so over all two masks no masks three masks stay in your house go (sighs) out and i'm like it's not that I don't care. It's like I honestly think that part of my brain is burned out. Like I just, yeah. I'm on such overload well, just, with it. I just feel like the media is just trying to keep something yeah. in front of us because that's all they got right now. That, you know what I mean? 100%. Because I'm just. When was the last time you heard a news story out of <laughs> outside this country? Like honestly, I mean, it used to be like before COVID, you heard about stuff around the world right. all the time. Right. When was the last time you heard anything from anywhere? <sighs> Can you honestly much. even think about I'm it? I'm trying to think of it. No. I mean, if it's not politics or the pandemic, I don't know what it is. Yeah. it's a good point. Yeah. I haven't. You know? I, I just like, I I can't. I just, I'm like, I'm completely checked out. Yeah. I've, I've 
checked out of like watching news or anything like that at night. Well, I mean, like news like, is like that's that term is doing a lot of heavy well, lifting these days. I mean, like you're losing, very true. You're like running pretty free and loose with that one, right? It's not a lot of the journalism and news, fact quote checking. unquote. Yeah, I mean, come on, you're just making this stuff up. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to listen to any of that kind of stuff, or even to know what's right or what's wrong. And well, that's the thing it's too. Very it's very like, funny for sure. I I don't even know. I don't know what to believe yeah. anymore, yeah. which is a very, and I like to, I like to consider myself like an informed person. Like I make mm-hmm. the effort to stay informed of, of whatever it is yeah. that I'm interested in, but where do you even go to do that now? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. And what it's forced me to do is I'm just concentrating on my own personal like sphere. Mm-hmm. Because that is that's my reality. I don't know what's going on, you know, an hour away, and who right. would I talk to and trust aside from maybe like someone I know personally, right, to tell me about that. Much less what's going on half a country away. There's mm-hmm. no way I can possibly know that. Yeah. Strange times, man. Super strange, Very strange. times. Super strange times. To not be able just to sit down and watch a, a newscast or open up a newspaper and know if anything you're reading is actually <laughs> correct. But like, I mean, there's, it's, it's also kind of hilarious, yeah. you know, where you're just like, I guess we're just going to make stuff up today. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, it's like, seriously, it's, it's like if I like, gave my five-year-old niece, right. I'm going to let her do the news. It's right. Like, yeah. You're 25 years old. You're going to the bar. You can be whoever you want today. Right. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, like it's just every day is make-believe. Yeah. You know, I honestly, I want to sit, I want her and her sister to sit down and I would watch that newscast. I'd be like, girls, tell me what's going on. Right. And it's, whatever they would say can't be any more ridiculous than what we hear every single day anyway. That's probably true. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. I don't know. But uh, whatever. Where do you, like, where do you see, like, this summer going? Like, I guess for for the people that you know, but also for, like, for you personally. like Yeah. I see... For, for me and whoever wants to join me, I think it's going to be on an upward trajectory. Yeah. I just... What does that mean? A, a po- positive outlook. Okay. Uh, positivity of me and people around me. Mm-hmm. I felt like this last year was negative for a lot of people. And I think there's times I fell into that, probably mm-hmm. partially as we were talking about before, the lack of social interaction with multiple people I like to be with Mm -hmm. and talk to and family and Mm -hmm. those kind of things. Um, And I think, you know, I kind of realized that in the last, you know, month or two that I need to get out of that realm. Like I come home from work or something, I'm still kind of like angry or disgruntled or something like that. Why? Mm -hmm. It's like (laughs) I have nothing to be upset about right now. Sure. And so um, just you know, going into this year, going into the summer, the weather's going to get nice, get back out there and do the biking that I like to do, do some camping, do some rock climbing, like just kind of get back to being with people I want to be with and, you know, going out to dinner here and there. And I mean, as we've talked before, like don't necessarily, I like being home and cooking home cooked meals and having the people around. So like there, but it's also fun to go out sometimes. And I think we're going to be able to do that more. I think, like we were saying earlier, I feel like some of the restaurants are going to surge a little bit this summer, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully we can kind of get back to that and just try to enjoy this thing that we have because it's a great ride. Yeah, it's totally. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it just – I have a positive outlook towards it, and I'm 
anybody that's around me that wants to join with that, man, I'm in. Yeah. I think, you know, having a sense of hope mm-hmm. is, is a thing. But I also think, like, working instead of just wishing for something. Like, if we want to see some positive changes, like, let's, let's work towards that yeah. positive change. And I think one of the things that, you know, we've kind of talked about in the past is, is the, uh, you know, when you talk about, like, surrounding yourself with whoever your, you know, your group of people, you begin to really appreciate how valuable those people are to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big thing. And that's one of the things that I know that you and I have talked about before and, you know, those people that, you know, we're close to. But you realize, man, maybe I don't want to say that I took it for granted before, but perhaps I didn't realize how vital it was to my own personal well-being, right? Yeah. To be able to go and spend time with people, to to share an experience, to, you know, to go hit a trail or to go hit the range or mm. to or to just to go to somebody's house and sit around the fire in the yeah. backyard and have the kids running around and, you know, tell stories and have some laughs. Mm-hmm. If you take that away, man... That has a profound impact. Yeah. Well, I think you had a great word there, the experience. Yeah. Right? I think we're all yearning. Well, I know I am. We're yearning for experiences. Yeah. I don't want to live through the TV or the phone or whatever anymore, mm-hmm. which we've had to do too much of, I feel like, in the mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to go out and live Yeah. and make experiences, have experiences, you know, have great stories to tell about something we did or something we didn't do, right. you know, like, Oh, we failed on that. <laughs> so cause sometimes those are great stories as well. Yeah. I think it's not necessarily like the outcome that yeah. makes the story. It's, it's the, the journey through it. Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah, no, I completely agree with you as far as all that's concerned. I think that that's yeah, going to be a big thing going forward. I want to get the, the Father's Day ride, the Felix said Padres ride. <laughs> I love that. I gotta get that thing going even bigger this year. That, you know, man, that was a that was a ride of <clears throat> humility for me. <laughs> you know, I uh, I fancy myself a fairly athletic cat, and you know, man, having not really ridden trails yeah. like that before, whew. you did great. And you know, I I didn't do too bad. No, you didn't do bad. There I was did. other people out there that were that, you know, after the fact. Sure. I told them that was the first time he's ever done that. And they were like, what? They yeah. would have never guessed that was the first time you did it. So that, you know, it was, but I like that. I like the fact that it was something that was new mm-hmm. and I really had a good time with it. Yeah. You know, and you, like I said, you know, after that, I, you know, I was riding quite a bit this summer and, and really, really enjoyed it. And it's one of those things again, like, you know, that we did all these things when we were kids, mm-hmm. you know, like riding a bike. It's just, it sounds so simple, but yeah. I just, you know, you get wrapped up in other things, different, you know, and I'm always training for, for something else. And, you know, usually what I'm doing is, you know, on my feet mm-hmm. um, and not on wheels. But that was a great, that was a great experience, you know, and it, it just opened up, you know, one more way to sort of enjoy what's around me, which is, you know, always, I think, a great thing. Yeah, I think it's, mountain biking to me is so much fun. You're just out there in the woods. What is it about? Like, I mean, like, so it's definitely, if people were to ask me about you I would, mm-hmm. that would be one of the first things i would tell him i'd be like he's just completely like psychotic out of his mind about cycling yeah what is it about it for you that is so compelling um i i absolutely i, I may be strange in <laughs> compared to most people i love doing cardio and i love doing endurance kind of work okay and i love pushing myself yeah to that point where you 
if you feel like you can't do it anymore, right? And then you're like, oh, I can push a little bit harder. Sure. And you keep you keep doing that. And at some point, obviously, you do fail. Right. But I just love that 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 aspect of it. That very physical, hard, intense. Sure. Cardiac push as yeah. well as with cycling, obviously, in your legs too. <clears throat> so it's it's the physical activity for me. Okay. One. The other part is it's freeing for me. I'm out there. Sure. Nobody can get a hold of me. Uh-huh. Nobody can call me. Right. I can be in my own mind. I can think about whatever I want to think about. Right. That aspect of it is always great. Right. Then you add in the mountain biking part, cause right. as composed, uh, compared to uh, like road riding. Because yeah. <clears throat> I, I do both, and I, I really like both. Sure. But they're, they're drastically different things for me. I mean, road riding is out there just to make myself feel like I'm going to puke. <laughs> That's fun to me, you know? Just to push right. as hard and as long, as fast as I can. Is so is the is the speed of it part of it? The reason I ask that is like, I mean, you and I have obviously like you know trained on in, in for other events together, and I love that aspect of like really sort of pushing yourself mm-hmm. to to the to the edge. Yeah. But in, in like for me, it's it's different things, mm-hmm. right? It's like going out and like doing these crazy rucks yeah. or something like that. Um, but what is it like specifically about cycling? So that you find like so addicting. I will say with road biking. Yeah. The addiction for me is when you're on there and you are pushing as hard as you can right. and you're going as fast as you can mm-hmm. and I, for like a constant speed, but it's just so smooth. Okay. Road biking, like a nice glass road. Sure. Nice, freshly new paved road. Sure. Just the smoothness. And then when your legs are feeling good yeah. and you just feel like there's no chain on your bike and you're right. just like, this is fucking awesome. Right. You're just I flying. Mean, you're just flying. I remember That's the when feeling I, for me. I love. I remember when you and I first met each other and uh, I was talking to a guy that we both know. He's like, he's like, yeah, I was, I was driving into work this morning and someone flashing past my car. He's like. Figured out that was just Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What?" He's like, "I don't know how fast that guy was going." He's like, "But I was in my car doing 35." He's like, "And he just went past me." So, I mean, I don't. I mean, there may. I don't know. That was that. I was like, "Okay." So he's, you know, this is more than a casual thing for him. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have gone a lot faster than me on a bike, but I think the fastest I've ever gone it was downhill, obviously, but it was 58. That with nothing but some nice tight spandex on. Your outfits are ridiculous. <laughs> I'll, I'll never be okay with that. Some of the stuff you shown up at this front door, I'm just like, I mean, uh, I'm like, do you lose a bet? Like, what are you wearing right here? I mean, it looks uh, like you're one of those guys in the man. circus getting ready to get shot out of I'm, a cannon. I'm decked out. That's you are you are decked out indeed, man. But you know what? God bless you. I mean, like that's yeah, but that's, that's hey, man. It's my thing. I like it. I don't care if anybody yeah, else no for sure to me. I mean, I've had innumerable people talk shit out the window which is also hilarious because they forget the great equalizer on the road is the stoplight right and so they go flying past you right you roll up the stoplight and i have leaned into a few windows in my day to talk to some people right and good for you man i mean it's (laughs) like that you know it's people people are pretty mouthy when they don't think there's gonna be a consequence for it but as soon as they figure out there is that usually flips the script um okay so so road biking is just this movement it's like when you talk Mm -hmm. about it like you just love the motion of Mm -hmm. it like you love moving through space Mm -hmm. in this like very fluid high speed Uh way Uh that makes sense to me i get that what so but and you but you're saying that mountain biking is and obviously you know having done both like i can i appreciate that there's a difference but like what is the difference for you for me mountain biking again is is the physical aspect of it sure 
but mountain biking is much more of a a uh, a stop start. Sure. You're going, you're going up a hill, you're pushing really hard. Okay, now I'm going downhill. So now I need to flow a little bit. Right. I get to kind of recover okay. my cardio. And now you get into this tight and twisty section. And it's, to me, it's kind of like a dance. It's kind of like a flow. Okay. I can and see so that. that's intriguing to me and trying to hit the correct line. Right. Where you're going to be fast if you go this line. You're going to be slow if you go this line. And, right. And that, I mean, if you're going to do like a trail just one time in your life, then you're never going to know if you, I mean, you're going to know if you hit some good lines and some bad lines, but you're never going to know your optimal potential. Yeah. So like I go to the same trail a lot. Right. And I know like I need to be on this side of this rock if I want to be, you know, faster or I need to go over here. And then there's always the fun part of trying to find a new line. Like, okay, that's fast, but I mean, if I try this, is it faster? Right. That's fun. That's faster. Is it harder? Maybe, but it's also faster. So I need, I should try to do that. So it's really interesting to listen to you talk about that because what you're talking about is you're finding harmony. You're finding like the the, the sweet spot, Mm -hmm. right? Where like you're in your own way, you're looking for like perfection, the perfect line. Yeah. The perfect line from point A to point Mm -hmm. B. That's a really cool thing. Like I wonder, I mean, I think that that parallel can probably be drawn between like a lot of different things. I think that that exists, whether it's climbing or, you know, any of the other things that, you know, we're interested in, but that is, that's interesting. I've never heard somebody describe it like that, but I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Such a, uh, I don't know. It's cycling for me is just, I mean, as you can tell, you're sitting here looking at my face. It's just like, I'm smiling because I just, I love it. Yeah. It's just, it's my place. It's where I, where I'm the happiest. Is it, when did you get into it? So when I was young, I mean, who knows, 10, 12, right? Let's see. Greg LeMond was like winning the Tour de France. So it was like late eighties, right? Mid to late eighties. I was, I was kind of into cycling at that point. Like I would, I would, uh, pull up, I had this mint green 10 speed Nishiki shows and, uh, I had, a. I would have a stopwatch and I would time myself how long it would take me to get around these two blocks that I lived on. And I would do that. This is just something that you came to of your yeah. own accord yeah. or like there was not no, like it's just me. Kids in the neighborhood weren't no, doing it. Nobody's just family me. was doing it. Nope. Just me. How did you even get introduced to it? I, I think I just, I saw, like I was saying, I think I saw the tour de France. That was it. So you just saw it on TV you and you're like, this TV is what I, like, I want to do. That looks like fun. Let's go do that. Okay. So I started doing that and then like any other kid, ride your bike, you know, whatever. Sure. No big deal. <clears throat> and then I got into college. And got like my first real mountain bike, had front suspension on it. Uh-huh. It's hilarious. It was like $400 bike and I had to put it on layaway until I could save up enough money to actually like take it home, you know? And, uh, so I, I got that bike finally and, uh, I rode everywhere in college. Like I had a car, right? but the only time I used my car really was mm-hmm. to probably go get groceries and to go home for a weekend. Right. That was about it. Otherwise I rode that bike everywhere. Sure. So then I got to the next stage of my life and met, met someone. He's like, you should, I never really had done any true mountain biking at that point on okay. trails. And, uh, so he's like, you should come out biking with me. Great. So we go out mountain biking, actually some trails around here, uh, John Muir trails. He takes me out. I know nothing about the legality of going on trails or whatever. Sure. Well, the trails are closed. He's like, bah, no big deal. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So we get on the trails. Right. DNR finds us. Really? That'll be 142.50, sir, for uh, trespassing oh, on wow. closed trails. So that was my first experience on real mountain bike trails. Oh. But this well, friend of mine, game. yeah, right. This friend of mine got me into mountain biking. Okay. And then this is kind of when the Tour de France and, and you know Lance Armstrong were getting big, and so now the Tour de France was on TV all the time here. Mm-hmm. 
before it was like you have to kind of guess when you be able to catch a bit on like glimpse of it on ESPN or on sure. ABC or whatever it was. Right. Well, now you know at that point, what was it? O- OLN Outdoor Life Network, I think, had the contract for the Tour de France, so they would play it all day long. Mm. And so I started, I was like, oh, I was really into being able to watch that and watch Lance Armstrong, got really into not only mountain biking, but then road biking. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to Tucson for a year. Right. And I go down there with a mountain bike and rock climbing gear thinking, I'm going to mountain bike and rock climb the shit out of this year because I knew I was going to be there for a year. And everybody I met was a road cyclist. Really? Because road cycling down in Tucson is huge. Okay. So after that, I got... Why? I mean, just... Weather's no idea. Nice Weather's great. The roads are fun. There's good mountains to climb. And have at it's it. It's just the culture. Sure. Yeah. So I started just road cycling like crazy, doing group rides with people down there and right. having a great time. Moved back here, uh-huh. meet a friend. Uh, actually, our wives worked together, and that's how we met. But yeah. he worked at a bike shop and was into cyclocross. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, you should come watch that. Mm-hmm. Just come watch me do a race sometimes. Like, okay, sure. cool. So I watched a race. The next week, I borrowed his bike and did a race. Mm-hmm. And then the next week, I bought a bike and raced in the state champions here. Mm-hmm. And in the Cat 4, lowest category mm-hmm. of racing, I took second place. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I'm like, well, this is fun. Right. <laughs> that seemed pretty easy, right? I right. got second place, second race. Right. I'm, I'm pretty good at this. So I just went hog wild in the cycle cross. Like, right. You know, that's when I bought that van, and him and I, he basically started the team, but I was a big part of it. We had this team called My Wife Inc. Okay. Um, My Wife Incorporated. Yeah. Because at the time, both of us made dog shit money, <laughs> and our wives made more money than we did, and they were our sponsors. So we were right. My Wife Inc. Right. Sponsored by our wives. Sure. And we had just ridiculously crazy, like, pink, green, and, like, black kits with a pink jackalope on them. I was just out of control. Like, this guy's into graphic design stuff, and... And uh, so we started racing, and, you know, I was doing well and moving up in the ranks and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, I did that for a long time and then had some injuries and whatnot and decided, uh-huh. had a kid, and I was like, okay, I'm not making any money on this, really. You know, <laughs> this, this is costing me more money than anything. I've had four concussions in three years, a shoulder surgery, a knee surgery. Like, I, you know, let's p- pump the brakes on that a little bit. Right. <clears throat> so I took a few years off from that, but I never stopped cycling. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kept going. And then the last couple of years, well, this last year with COVID, they canceled the the cyclocross racing series in Wisconsin. So I didn't, I didn't race this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I raced the two years before that again, and just more for fun mm-hmm. as opposed to being just kind of hardcore in it, training sure. nonstop. Yeah. Right. Um, and just, just had a good time with it. Um, but that part was hard for me not being as fast as I used to be. Okay. Um, some of the people I used to beat are now beating <laughs> me pretty easily. And that's, that was hard to stomach. Do you um, think it's just a matter of like, you know, getting a little bit older? Or do you think it's a matter of like not having trained as much or a combination of the two? Or? I think it's a it's a combination of the two. I definitely, I'm bigger now, so I'm carrying a lot more weight. Mm-hmm. Um, back when I was when I was really racing, I was like 168 pounds, mm-hmm. and I'm like 185 now. Mm-hmm. So that's, like back then I wasn't, like there was, there was no push-ups or pull-ups or <laughs> curls to be had. Like, I mean, it was right. like, let's get, let's as, get skinny, as, as skinny as we can on top. Like, right, and... But I don't want to do that again. Sure. Because there's too many other things I like to do right. that I need some mass for. So It's one of those things where, like, is it worth the sacrifice to pursue right. this one endeavor? And, Correct. You know, I want to be a little bit more well-rounded than I mm-hmm. was back then. Because mm-hmm. back then, I didn't, do any, I didn't do anything else. Right. I, I cycled. That was it. Yeah, but, I mean, don't you think that that's kind of like, if you're going to be, if you're going to pursue something to, like, its utmost, yeah. then other things kind of have to go by the by. Absolutely. Just to give you that time and that <clears> focus. Yeah. Well, I agree with you, and I'm not upset about 
the way I approached my life for those 10 years or whatever, it was right. fantastic. But that's not what I want now. Right. I want something different. Yeah. I want to be able to pull the bow back at 75 pounds or whatever. <laughs> you know, I don't want to <laughs> not be able to do that. I want right. to be able to, you know, go rock climb. I want to be able to carry heavy weight, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, if we end up you know, getting an elk or something, we pack it out. I want to be able to do that. Right. Which wouldn't have been able to do that before. Right. No, I think that's, I mean, I, I think that anytime someone has a pursuit that they're just so passionate about, like, I'm always curious to know, like, what is it about that, you know, particular thing that really mm-hmm. drives you? But, you know, what you said about finding that line, mm-hmm. like, that's such a cool thing. I, you know, I've heard people talk that about, like, when they ski. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, where is the perfect line? Like, where is that space right before I lose control where I'm going as fast as I possibly can? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, it's, I've heard a number of people talk about that, people that we know and then people that, you know, just Olympians or whoever, and um, where they talk about that. Like, you want to be just one millimeter on the inside of control. Yeah, it's very true. And that's, I think that's a... <laughs> You know that that's a cool that's a cool thing. It's and that you wonder like sometimes if that's not like the approach that you know some of us have to life. Yeah. Where it's like you're having the most fun when you're just living with the gas pedal like yeah. smashed you're to the so floor, so close to the edge. Right. Yeah. And how can like can you maintain it? You know, like I think it takes a tremendous amount of like focus and will mm-hmm. and energy because. Just like anything else, if you if you lose it for a second, you know, you oh, go flying off the trail. Like the Titanic, man, you're going down. You're going sir. down. And I have <clears throat> I've crashed a lot on the bike in my yeah. days, but that's that's how you get better. That's how I mean you got to push a little bit. Yeah, no, I think that that's a big thing. You know, I think that um, you have to be willing to take some risks, mm-hmm. and you have to be willing to to pay the price. Of, yeah, you have of to be willing to that. fail. Well, not even that, but like you're gonna. You know, you're, well, you know, if you're on the bike and you're on the trail, like you're gonna, you're gonna take a couple of diggers here and mm-hmm. there, and you're just gonna, you're gonna get banged up a little bit. But, you know, again, how much is too much, and like, can you, you know, you gotta be willing to push it, and, you know, pick up some some dents and bruises, and you know, bleed mm-hmm. a little bit along the way. But I think that, I think that that should be encouraged. Yeah. You know, I think that thinking that you're gonna come through things unscathed is. You can, you can, but you I don't can. know that you can, not if you're really, not if you're really out there, like trying to go full tilt, mm-hmm. not if you're really trying to see what you're really made of. Right. If you, cause that requires you to, you know, to, to make, find your limit, you got to yeah, push it. Yeah. It forces you to make some mistakes. Yeah. To get better. To so, find that edge. I, and I think that, you know, obviously, you know, you and I share that, that outlook that, you know, maybe that's the most fun mm-hmm. part of of life is constantly looking for, you know, what's around the corner, mm-hmm. what's over the horizon. Like, yeah. what what can I do? Like, oh, that, that was pretty good, but I wonder if I can do it better. Yeah. That's kind of a cool Absolutely, thing. Absolutely, man. So you're going to go watch the fights tonight? Yeah. Who's you know, fighting tonight? Uh, Kar- Kar- uh, Kamaro Usman and uh, Gilbert Burns. Okay. That's the main card. That's the main it's a fight. a good fight. Yeah, it's for the 170-pound championship. So, I mean, Gilbert's badass jujitsu guy mm-hmm. and uh but he can strike now too so we'll see man yeah looking forward to it be fun good excuse to sit down on the couch and you know i was thinking about it um i can remember i was living in new york like 2006 and uh 
it was right when like when like UFC was really starting to like take off. Okay. Uh, and I remember I was working with a guy who was thinking, saying that, you know, in a couple of years, no one, because remember back in like you know, late nineties, there'd be a big boxing match on. Mm-hmm. People would go nuts. Yeah. Pay per view. Sure. I mean, you'd have all your boys over. You know, it was like a thing. Mm-hmm. And this guy was saying in that you know with the UFC or MMA coming up that all that's going away like no one's going to care about mm-hmm. boxing anymore and he was right i mean i can honestly yeah. not remember the last time that and i love boxing i mean i used to box right um that i that you even heard about something that everyone that really sort of i mean if you're into it certainly there are fights and there are fighters that you're like oh this is something i want to watch but something that really grabbed like sort of like the public's Correct. Imagination at large. Yeah. Well, 30 years ago, ask anybody on the street who the heavyweight champion of the world is. They would know. They would know. Can right. you ask now? Nobody knows. Right. Yeah, I, I think that that's really, really interesting to see how that has kind of like sort of, and then for a while that it was illegal, right? That was crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it, like, it was in New York uh, to sanction events until what? Like, was it like five years ago yeah, or something? Yeah, I mean, like it, was, it was not long ago. Yeah. So, how that just sort of how that came to be i mean i remember you used to have to go back into like the nc17 section of blockbuster to get to get the u.s right seriously i mean the first one was what like 93 i think was the first something like that yeah and if like i i was (laughs) like not that long ago i was like i I want you know i was kind of reminiscing about it and i pulled up some of those old fights yeah oh my god just the craziest stuff ever yeah and to see you know how it's gone from that to this I mean, there's a fight, what? I mean, just about every weekend now. Pretty much. Yeah. So, And more than one league. It's yeah. not just UFC. I mean, there's many other leagues. Yeah. I mean, I think that... UFC's the biggest, but... Right, and I think probably, like, the most respected, and I think, like, that's kind of what sort of the standard. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And it's also interesting how many other um, leagues there are for, like, combat sports that aren't MMA. Mm-hmm. Right? There's, like, jiu-jitsu. There's, yeah. like... Thai kickboxing. There's mm-hmm. all these different things out there that, man, it's uh, that's pretty wild. Yeah. So, and to have you know, like I mean, here in town, I mean, like you've got some really, really legit gyms. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of UFC fighters that fight out of Milwaukee because of you know Rufus Sport. Yep. Exactly. So I think that's a cool thing. I think you know, like that each town has its own, you know place like that and some towns are obviously more prolific than others Mm -hmm. but that's cool i dig that so yeah man i don't know i'm looking forward to uh i don't know a little bit of the warmer weather i I can't lie like i think that that's uh chomping at the bit so when's your when's your first trip down to florida then we're not gonna we're gonna go down there in april and does that see your cousin uh we go down there and see him uh, see, like I have two cousins that live down there now, so we'll uh, we'll go see them. Hopefully, do a little bit of fishing. I've nice. not been to the Panhandle before, nice. so we're gonna we're gonna go down and check that out. Hopefully, it'll be warmer than when we went to the Keys. You know, there was that was just here, and there was uh, I think in Texas it was like in the twenties. They had like yeah, an they had ice, like storm ice storm or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. there was a huge car accident. I can't remember how many cars, but I saw that something like a hundred and thirty. Is that many? Okay. Um, which, you know, that's obviously terrifying, but. Yeah, the weather's been the weather's been strange. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, stranger than any other time, I guess not. Probably not. But I mean, anything's got to be warmer than here right now. It was like <laughs> five below when I woke up this morning, looked outside, and the snow is falling again. It's like uh, I don't know about all this. 
So, well, that's awesome, man. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, appreciate you coming by. Oh, thanks down. for having me. Oh, 100%. We'll do it again. And, um, oh, before I forget, tell me a little bit about uh, this new venture that you've got going on. Oh, well, it's a little room in the basement that I now call the shop. But yeah. uh, What are you doing? I... Uh, I'm starting a small company called 629 Industries, and uh, mainly I'm going to, at first, just try to do, like, federal firearm license transfers. Um, okay. Nice way to just pay for that kind of little stuff over the time, and then, you know, continue to, to grow it and build ARs for friends and family, and then and uh, kind of go from there and see what happens with it. But uh, it's pretty... Uh, young in its foundation right now but sure it's one thing i'm kind of working on it's a little bit more fun than my day job and <laughs> so <laughs> we'll go with it for now that's cool and um you know how has your experience been as far as like getting all that up and off the ground and it, it hasn't been too too bad honestly um right now there's so many different things online that are helpful tools to figure out what you need to do to say start an llc or right. or get a, a business license in wisconsin uh -huh. or even apply to the atf for the ffl and those kind of things so yeah. i mean the internet can be a very good thing too to to search out these resources sure. and, and figure this all out and then as far as using the internet to figure out how to you know to learn how to do all this stuff. I mean, that's where I'm learning how to do everything I'm doing with these ARs and how to put them together or take them apart or, or what piece is better or, or whatnot. And then, you know, I have a mutual friend that I bounce stuff off of too, to ask questions and, sure. and whatnot. So, um, that's just kind of been going and, uh, what I've been doing. That's exciting stuff, man. Um, now you're building a website for this place too. I do have the domain name. Yeah. And there is a very simple page up there right now. Uh, 629industries.com. Yeah. Um, but eventually there'll be, there'll be more up there. I'm just working on getting all the licensing and everything first. Yeah. And then I'll kind of start working on the website once I can actually have Are you something to do it, it yourself. I started doing it myself. Yeah. And how has that been? Is it, been uh, it definitely a learning process. I was using Squarespace, Squarespace to do it. Yeah. Um, and it is pretty simple. Is I mean, it? I'm not like the most uh, tech savvy kind of guy when it comes to computers. Sure. But so far, it hasn't been it hasn't been too bad. Okay. Um, and I think it just it's just going to take time to to play with it. Um, I'm sure I could hire someone to do all that kind of stuff, but I think it's kind of. I mean, I'm in no rush to do all this. Right. And I think again, just another way to gain some knowledge and figure something out. Yeah. Say well, I, learning is. I say mean, I did it. And, for sure. And yeah. also, like then, if you can do it one time now and kind of go through the process, then in the future, it'll be when, so much easier. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it's like with everything else. Yeah. You know, it was like, you know, sitting down and trying to get this up and off the ground as far as the podcast. I mean, the amount of screw ups and setbacks and, and you know, what, what do I have to, to figure out here and what website, right. I mean, the, it just, I mean, the, it was hours and hours, but now, you know, having it actually kind of streamlined down a little mm -hmm. bit, I, like hopefully going forward, it'll be, yeah, it'll be much more. Yeah, uh, it is like anything in life, man. The more you do it, the yeah, more you learn, the exactly. more streamlined it gets, the better it is. And as long as you're having fun with it. Yeah. Like that's the biggest thing too. Yeah. What I love about, you know, what you've been doing with like 629 is the fact that it's just something that you do because you are actually enjoying it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not something you have to do. It's not yeah. something, it's just... Yeah, let's do this because we enjoy it. The same reason that we're doing this podcast. Exactly. You know, do it for fun and, you know, see where it goes. If it goes nowhere, then that's fine. Just keep doing it for fun anyway. Absolutely. And so, that's what I'll do with that, too. I mean, if it goes nowhere, it goes nowhere. You guys have, uh, if 
people are interested in reaching out to you got an email address for the company? Uh, not, I don't have a specific email address for the company yet. Okay. I'm, I was waiting to get everything kind of set up before I start sure. uh, Probably smart. taking Probably smart. Uh, questions and yeah, whatever yeah, about yeah. what I do or what I don't do. And it's like, well, I don't really do anything yet because I don't have any licensing. So, well, I mean, it kind of be so, we'll, you know, maybe we'll revisit that going future and yeah. like, you know, you let us know how things develop and, you know, when the website comes up and if you decide that you are, you know, sort of ready up and running. Um, I've seen some of the stuff that you've done, you know, some of the builds you've done and, you know, I'm pretty impressed, man. Like, I appreciate that. Um, you know, we obviously, you know, know a few people that do that professionally and, you know, you're, you've got a knack for it for sure. You've built some really, really stuff. So, uh, see me if I don't put one in the closet for, uh, from, from your, hey, man. from your repertoire. Yeah. If, uh, right now it's just so much fun for me to do. Like I can only hope someone asked me to do it for him. I think, you, you know, know what, I think like anything else, I think that, you know, if it's kind of like how you even got into it, you know, mm -hmm. we were out at the range and you saw the one that I had built, mm -hmm. you know, with Shane and you were like, oh, that's awesome. And I, you know, try it out. You like the way it feels. You're like, oh, I think I can do this. And I, I love that too. I love the fact that you just decided that you're like, yeah, I can probably figure this out and mm -hmm. started buying some components and putting things together and, and you know, here you are and you're, you know, getting a company off the yeah. ground. I, that, that to me is, is so slick. I mean, it kind of like, it's what we were talking about at the beginning of the conversation where it's just like, figure it out and do it yourself and, right. you know, and get after it. So that's Absolutely, awesome. Man. So, well, congratulations on that. I'll be definitely Appreciate looking it. forward to hearing about that going forward. All right. So we appreciate everybody listening. Hopefully you guys had a good time and uh, we'll come back at you hopefully soon. You can find us at modernsavagenation.com or uh, modernsavagenation at gmail.com. So uh, until the next time, everybody be good. See ya. Take care.